Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Unbiased Truth. I'm Alan Tito. And I'm Cameron A. Sharp. We're here to break down some NBA today. Hell yeah, man. It's a new year. Got a bunch of NBA talk. Right. It's been fantastic to watch the dynamics change. Now that we talk about sports on a on a weekly basis. I'm noticing the change in the seasons, mm-hmm. also changing the way I like sports presented to me. Football is now in prime time, man. Football is all out there. Everybody's in football mode. If you go to different grocery stores, you have them selling stuff. Like, y'all don't really fuck with football like that. Why are you selling uh, like Bears stuff right now? Like, why are there Cardinals and Broncos things <sighs> popping up all over the place? Yeah, it's, it's a strange season when football begins to end and basketball transitions in. It is it is weird, but I mean I'm all about it because let's be real, basketball, especially when the playoffs get started in the next couple of months. I mean it's going to be real. Yeah, basketball playoffs are so much better. Yeah. And the reason why I mention that is because two of our teams here in town are playoff teams, and the Texans are playing today for a top spot to stay alive in that mm-hmm. hunt. But the Rockets are looking a lot better Dude, these days. The right? Rockets have gone from absolute trash to possibly. One of the best stories in the NBA. Don't do that. Don't do that. They have, dude. Nah, I, mean, look, I think dude, the best story in the NBA were, right now is the Denver story. Okay, Denver is good, but my, my dude, they went from hanging out down at the bottom with the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and within 10 to 13 games, they are now back at the fourth spot. Okay. They're killing it. They have, Over I the remember last you being games, sad. They're they nine and one. Nine and one. I remember you were sad about them being 500 10 games ago. Well, dude, I'm just telling you, like, they were they were not great. And it always takes James about 20 games to get his shit together, and then he is unstoppable for a little bit. And he just can't be stopped now. His conditioning has finally clicked, mm-hmm. and he's, he's playing lights out. I mean, he's averaging 33.6 points a game. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, he got that the game against the Warriors was nuts. Yeah, uh, the whole time. I mean, he was just knocking it out. It was park. he was forty four, fifteen, and nine. If I'm not mistaken, no, no, it was, it, he had a triple double, dude. It was uh, it was, was forty, fifteen, and ten. Ten. Wow. Yeah. Forty, fifteen, and ten. I mean, absolutely nuts. And just a quick stat that I was just we were just perusing NBA.com before this, and this is some State Farm like assist tracker bullshit. But this stat is nuts. James Harden, he finished with 44 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds in Houston's overtime win over Golden State on Thursday. In the past 35 seasons, there have been six games with at least 40, 15, and 10 assists and rebounds. Harden has three of those, while no other player has more than one. Does this mean? It's nuts. By this stat, that James Harden could be. One of the greatest offensive threats of all time. Most definitely, no doubt. There is, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy, and like we, we, we're, I mean, we're talking about it. it. Just all of the people who get tied up with, oh, he's, you know, he just, you know, he lives at the foul line. He, he, he always, he, he's getting foul. He's making people foul him. This, this, and that. He knows how to play the game better than you. Yeah. Stop being mad. The the issue that a lot of people have is the reason why Brandon Ingram got angry at James earlier this year is because he's outthinking everyone on the court mm-hmm. when he plays. If he notices your stance, he notices the way you play, I'm pretty sure James has got his nose in the rule book and knows every single technicality of the game, who's watching what at what time, when he's standing where on the court. 
Oh, yeah. So if he knows that the line judge is watching the line and not him, he's going to pull some tricky stuff in order to get you to foul him. That's why LeBron James and the other guys that game were putting their hands behind their back. They just want to be able to put a body in front of him. They don't want to be able And because hand check is not a thing anymore, it almost makes James Harden unguardable when he's going to the uh, to the cup. Oh, and it, it most definitely does. And, and I mean, the only time that I've ever seen somebody just completely take that by – just taking it on the front line is when they played the Lakers earlier this year and they just had their hands behind their back. Yeah. And that is that is the way you need to play against him because until someone completely figures his ass, figures his ass out and they change the rule again because yeah. they tried once and he's still doing it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and people are getting mad mm-hmm. because they're like, well, I thought we fixed this. No, he's still just... No- James Harden has people don't think this, but he 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 read the rule book, guys. Yeah. Like he He's knows genius, he has sat there for years and gone, okay, what can and can I not do? Yes, and he has done that, and he is the guy now. He knows how to play the game better than you do, especially the game they're evolving towards more offense than defense. Yep. They have been shitting on the defensive side. Well, it's of the just game like in football. The, for quite the, some it's time. just like in football. The, 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 the they're always going to favor the offense now because mm-hmm. I mean, what what the people want is a fast, high powered, high scoring offense yeah and that's what we want to see we don't want to see a game that's 88 to 85 that's very true there's a lot of people that that have issues with the way that the warriors play how they're just assist driven and just constantly throwing up the three but I right now in golden state yeah right now the houston rockets are, are up there as far as the most three points points made in the game right now with 26 right. on the season that's absolutely phenomenal and not only that, they're led by this guy. We're talking about James Harden, who has made 162 three-pointers this That's season. That's the stat right there, man. And who who's right below him? And he's leading that stat by 30. He's right above Stephen Curry. And that's insane, man. Like, that is literally the stat. The Rockets have the highest percentage of points made at the three-point line this season at 40.7%. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot due to the guy that we're talking about, man. The, the MVP and the scoring champ. In 2017 and 2018, James Harden's not not slouching this year either. He's looking like he wants to do a, a back-to-back, and it's very possible if he can bring his team up the way he's been doing. He's got to he's got to continue this. He he's got to continue to produce at this level mm-hmm. to assure that because there are a lot of other guys who are having great seasons. But I mean, in the last 12 games. There's no one better than James Harden. Very true, man. And not only on the the scoring side of it, but what he brings to the, the game offensively. Just all around. And when he rebounds, that really shows how epic he is. That stat is absolutely phenomenal. If no other player has one and James Harden has three, three of those, three. coming from being a third, I mean, a first round third pick, Oklahoma City didn't know what they had, man. Mm-mm. They really did. They really, because, I mean, do you think that. And it's this is this is a tough one. If you had, because just take it. This is my take. Do you think this is my take? Your unbiased philosophy. I think that they put too much stock in Russell Westbrook. Because if Russell Westbrook, just think about it. Just come with me on this. If Russell was the guy to get moved out of all three of them, if he was the guy to get moved. James and Kevin would still be there. Absolutely. This they is would still the be issue. there and they would be Scott Brooks would still be there. Mm-hmm. Like that was KD's yeah, guy. Yeah. Scott, Scott Brooks. Brooks would still be there. Everything would be wonderful. Hell, they might have even moved back to Seattle. Yeah. But the funny thing about them is they spend so much time trying to develop Russ's shot. 
mm-hmm. his dribbling, his awkward, uh, his awkward, uh, I, not I, not his awkward dunks, his awkward landings. So he didn't break. Yeah, he doesn't hurt himself you know anymore. They did yeah. a lot. They spent so much time developing him. Know. They didn't develop KD's shot. I don't know if they didn't it was develop James Harden's court vision. I don't know. It, that was it. Was that? Because I I, I I know Scott Brooks was like man, like because Scott Brooks knew like you know when that James Harden thing went down, they were like, fuck. Yeah, well, like you don't that think was so dumb. In retrospect, I do not believe that they made the the bad move there. He was coming off the bench. You don't just trade a superstar well, it, that you put so much stock into. It wasn't about they don't see play. They look at yeah. who have we developed the most. And and the thing is, is he was at that point in his career where he was just that spark plug guy. Mm-hmm. He was that guy who was going to come in and give you the best minutes. If you talk to people within the Thunder organization when Russell Westbrook first came to Ascension, he they was, were talking Jordan S. Yeah, he, they were talking like this guy's the next Jordan. And, and 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 not to say that he is not, you know, living up to their expectations. He is. He, he most definitely is. They developed him to be. He's being everything. He's, they he's, him an, to be. he's an amazing player. I'm I I don't like his play. Mm-hmm. I've you know we always talk about that, but. I respect the hell out of it. Yeah. Because he's a damn good basketball player. Well, that's debatable. Oh, but yeah, I believe so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, so. I, you, know, you can't hate on a guy who goes out there and does it night in and night out. You can't. Mm-hmm. Putting in that kind of work is tedious. But as I said, they've, he's become the player that they developed him to be. And that's why they were had no other choice but to just trade out James Harden because they had not much invested in him. Had they developed KD's shot and his understanding of the game more, had they put James Harden more in the playbook and understood his role in the offense, they would have had a three-headed monster. I, I just don't understand why they didn't start all of them. The reason why you don't start all of them is because you don't have the IQ as an organization to do so. They were fairly new. Uh, yeah. They're damn near an expansion team at that point. They, they were. Because, I mean, you, you go back and you look and you're like, my God. It's like if, you got all these great toys. You don't know what to do with them. You don't even know what to play with. If you had Russell. Or how to play and, with them. And here's the thing. And, like, in in the long run, they would not have worked out together. Yeah, they would have. I don't think so. I think, I think that, so. <sighs> if you saw them playing together, they were happy. They played well together. and But they played well together when James was distributing the ball. Russell Westbrook he loved. He was ball dominant as hell. And when Russell James was in the, the fold, it was and that's always so going crazy. to be Russell's team. If James James was playing like the MVP player he is right now on the OKC Thunder, the issue that they had was Russell's like, no, I need the ball. I want to try out my new shot. I want to try out my new dunk, or I want to try to stab pad like he does so well now. It's it's an issue that I saw when I had a friend of mine back in the day. You know who you are. Had all the coolest toys, had all this this stuff to play with, had all the new wrestling rings and Beyblades. But uh, bro didn't even know how to play with them. Bro didn't even, he probably played with them one time and just, all right, man, that's it. I'm good on that. Bro, you have no tread on your tires on anything. You have no clue what you're doing. You have no experience. <laughs> with having nice things. And this is the same way with the OKC Thunder at that time. They were a fairly new expansion team. They moved away from Seattle, which was a horrible idea. Honestly, that was a horrible idea. Bring the Sonics back. They were they were they're a basketball town, man. Mm-hmm. They loved them some basketball. You gotta give them something. But anyway, like I said, they they were just an expansion team that did not know how to play with all these great toys that they had. It's pathetic, honestly. Pretty pathetic. It is most definitely pathetic. But I mean, things that aren't pathetic, James Harden. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing right now. You and, saw him tear up those Warriors the other night. And it's, dude, he tore him up. And up. just going on to, I think, is today, is today the day that we're going to. Yeah, might as well. Might as well do it. Might, might as well, well do it. Yeah. Um, so you all have been waiting for multiple installments of our Greatest of All Time series. 
we've loaded up a few of our old ones and we, we realized that we have more to do. Uh, you, they've been calling for the shooting guard one, bro. They've been calling to hear about the shooting guards. But a new topic has arised in our in our new year and uh, I feel like we just need to address it head on. There is a man who said that after the 2016 finals, the fact that he was able to bring a 52-year drought of a championship to his city of Cleveland, that he knew in those moments, after first realizing, well, we won, then second realized, wait, this moment right here solidifies me as the greatest basketball player of all time. And I just don't agree. I just don't feel as if this man, not only is he not the greatest basketball player of all time, but I don't even feel like he's the greatest small forward of all time. So this, after a long-awaited <laughs> drought, is the greatest small forwards of all time list. Alan, do you think that what I've said here is Anyway, controversial. I feel like it's spot on, bro. Yeah, no, not at all. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Oh, hey, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was easy. Than I expected. All right. Good. 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 No, I think you're. No. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're on the right track. At least I think uh-huh. that is he is he the best of the best? No. Mm. Is he one of the best to ever play the game? Sure. Yes. Yeah, I'll give him that. I mean, he's on the he's on the all time greats list. Yeah, I, this, I'll give him that. I think this. I think this. Uh, I think the eternal struggle to be the best of all time is getting to his head. Yeah. And it's, it's not affecting his play, but I think that it's really getting to his head and it's going to really affect him over time. Mm-hmm. Um, not in, not in the pantheon of basketball or anything like that. I just think him as a person, I think it's going to affect like his life in a way that he probably didn't intend. And it's probably going it, to, cause oh, I watched a video last night about, um, like the the similarities between himself and his son LeBron mm-hmm. James Jr. at thirteen, and like different because you look at you look at LeBron James Jr. and they're they're about the same size and this this and that, but like LeBron James had such a like just prowess about him at such a young age, just the way he played the game. Uh, and his son, he, he plays well. I mean, he dunks, you know, he's 13 years old. Like that's, that's huge for a 13 year old kid. And he's what? I'm about to say this. And it's very, very mortal of me to say, but it's all about who you breed with. LeBron's mama (laughs) got some good genes in her. Yeah. And whatever that was kicked in for LeBron to be who he was. Yeah. It's all about who you breed with. I'm not sure about LeBron's wife. I don't know too much about her or her athletic mm-hmm. capabilities. Right. But I do know LeBron's a, a freak of nature. And had LeBron's bred, bred with like a Serena Williams, we would have saw a super baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, we okay, might, we okay. might have seen. But just like just just watching. watching. You know what I'm saying? Does that make yes. sense? Like let's yes, say Conor I McGregor and Ronda Rousey. Yes. Boom. Oh my God. That's a super baby. No, you know what I'm saying? I, I like, get, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's all about who you breed I, with. I get what you're saying. Um, but, uh, but nah, I think that, I think that like his, the similarities for his, his kid, like I mm-hmm. think that obviously LeBron senior 
is was the more physically gifted guy. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. I think that I think that he is a very he's the one of the most physically gifted players in the NBA ever. Mm-hmm. Just from top to bottom, he's he's nuts. Yeah, especially and and I I give you that we were talking off the podcast and I was saying certain things that I posed about LeBron and certain things I agree with about LeBron, but I do agree his body has withstood the test of time. And that has been the key. A lot of these guys are talented in their own right. They might be taller or shorter. I think of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the world. I think about the Will Chamberlain's of the world. When we talk about the best physically gifted athlete, but LeBron James has absolutely been a great asset to his team no matter what year that you got him in. Whether it was year one as a rookie with him coming out and being rookie of the year or now in his 16th season, even though he might be hurt right now with his groin injury, still being productive with his points. This man is a career 27 points a game, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and 1 blocks. He's giving that to you every single night, night in and night out. No, no doubt. And it's, it's, he's the man. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to, like, no one's here to doubt that. I just think that he has taken a complete left turn into this greatness hunt. Yeah. Well, it's all about what you aspire to be. He is a three-time champion, and he has three finals MVPs to back that up. He has four MVPs on, like, record right now. I believe he's trying to be on pace for another one. If he can pull the Lakers to at least a finals run, he could get MVP this year, even though the MVP is about the regular season. Uh, I just hope that LeBron can figure out a way to, to maneuver that. Right. I still don't believe, even with all of these great stats that we've mentioned, and I've, I didn't even mention the fact that he brought rings to two franchises. I didn't. I didn't even mention the fact that he played with Chris Bosh, which is a phenomenal feat. If you've ever played with Chris Bosh, you know he is a great. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Just going off and going off and going off. Um, but no, I mean, like, yes, LeBron, his accolades are all there. But you go, I mean, come on, like we were just talking about the stuff that. Can I just say, I'm, and I'm sure if we did some serious digging, like LeBron has some crazy stats like that one we t- we said earlier about James Harden, mm-hmm. and but like you 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 look at that one with James Harden, and you're like, you're telling me LeBron James hasn't had a 44, 10, and 15 game? Hey man, or he might have had one. It's 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 really difficult to to gauge that. Like I mean, like that's the, that's what I'm saying though. Is like there's a couple of different things. That that I I would classify as greatest of all time. We're talking about small forwards today, but see that's small that's forwards. why we bring up LeBron, and it's really difficult to to. That's why Danny Ainge was so pissed off, and I and I and I really like Danny Ainge's uh, take on that. He's like, why is he talking about that? He's not even done yet. Like, why are we even having this conversation right now, LeBron? You're trying to insert yourself and take the forty five route. With your way of thinking, it's it really strange. Like it was really. Weird. Danny Ainge was like, "Man, you you wilding for real, bro." It was like, really weird watching him watching him do it like that. Yeah, like Danny Ainge was. But see, this is the thing that I don't believe a lot of people that are LeBron. I don't know what you call LeBron's followers, uh, but a lot of Bronies. them that see, Le, yeah, yeah, Bronies, Bronies, yeah. Bro- I- Bronies, you know, bronies, my brodies. Uh, like one of the things I, I'm not sure that they realize about LeBron James is he's still playing. Sorry, he's still playing. So no matter what you say about LeBron right now, as he's active, it means nothing until he hangs up the jersey. 
when he hangs up the jersey, then we'll be like, all right, what have you done you, in your where position? Where do you sit? Where do you sit in that? But the guys that I feel are some of the greatest small forwards of all times have already hung up their jersey and have solidified themselves. I don't think LeBron's touching any of these guys that have at the top of the list, but let's run them with some honorable mentions just to, to give honorable people a Honorable mentions? Taste. I mean, let's, you're going to go to the guys who are still playing? Uh, we'll do them after the honorable mentions. I okay. Like well, honorable mention, number one for me, T-Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, T-Mac, Paul Pierce, uh Guys, I just grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dominique Wilkins. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got the old Elgin Barry or Baylor, excuse me, and then Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Dr. J is uh, probably the top guy because he influ- he was the father of a lot of people. Like Dr. Dr. J influenced Michael Jordan in ways we can imagine. He was the one who changed the game. Um, for sure. He he, and not just because he came from the ABA to to a new league. But his style of play was was the flashiest that we had seen ever. Right. Uh, you see people, uh, the, people like the Harlem Globetrotters, and they like that that tricky style of play. But Dr. J made that shit like, <laughs> like on the regular, he made plays like that that were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. People had never seen anything. Uh, one of my favorite guys on that honorable mentions list, probably T Mac, bro. That's my dude right there, man. I, I wish he would have won that championship with the Spurs, but the quote unquote self proclaimed greatest of all time, knock him out of that. <laughs> that that's fine, <laughs> <why>, man. <laughs> uh, but going on to the uh, guys who are still playing, though, I mean, obviously we got Kawhi, mm-hmm. uh, KD. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Andre Iguodala is on that list. Yeah, Andre's definitely one of the greatest small forwards, and not because of his offensive style, but defensive prowess. Just overall, yeah, he's like a coach on the floor defensively. That man has this, and um, there's a, a mode in 2K you can play as like my career, and you can uh, unlock these certain uh, assets. I think Andre Iguodala's like skill tree is probably maxed out when it comes <laughs> to defensive lockdown. I'm pretty sure he drains all your energy. <laughs> you oh, can't yeah. even move <laughs> whenever he's on the court, man. That's why I put him there once he hangs it up. As one of the greatest small forwards, uh, for sure. And even KD, who's still playing, has a claim to LeBron's little title, man. Like, KD's not done yet either. I think he has at least six to seven more years. Oh, easy. Unless KD does it, what I would do, I would run up these rings with the Warriors and call it quits. Yeah. And go do my tech industry stuff. Go just expand my mind. There's so much beyond basketball that KD has going right now. And I won't get into detail. I'm not going to watch this man's pockets like that. But KD has this this mind for the tech in Silicon Valley that a lot of players, I believe he's going to set the way for other players. It's like, you know, you can move and, and um, also benefit from where you are in the NBA. So, um, prime example, uh, DeMar DeRozan. You can benefit from being in Toronto. You can get international stuff going. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to just be there to play basketball. Right. Same way with KD is what he's done. Most definitely. But got, should we get into the top tie, the top guys? Yeah, yeah. I think we should. Uh, I, I think it's about time we, we knock out and just give them our unbiased truth on who we feel are some of the top guys at small forward that are rivaling, rivaling LeBron's uh, idea of greatest of all time. Get into it. Um, the first guy I'm going to start off with is, is my, my guy Rick Barry who was one of the first to ever bring the Golden State Warriors a championship. Uh, my guy is a one-time champion, eight-time All-Star, and he's a scoring champion as well, Rookie of the Year and a Finals MVP on top of that. Not to mention that this guy is in the Hall of Fame. That right there is something that each person that we talked about earlier is striving to be in. And, and these guys that we talked about could be possible first ballot Hall of Famers. The, the LeBron James of the world, the Kevin Durant, the Kawhis. Oh, sure. Uh, but Rick Barry did it first, man. 
23 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block a game. Sounds similar to what LeBron James is doing right now. Uh, except for Rick was doing it in a time where they was hand-checking and busting brothers up and <laughs> giving people that work. But Rick Barry shined bright uh, for the bright skin guys on the Golden State side of things. And he brought the new West Coast style of play uh, to a totally different front. So I got to tip my hat to Rick Barry as one of the greatest small forwards of all time. For sure, dude. For sure. And then mm-hmm. I think the next guy for sure has got to be Scotty, right? Yeah. yeah. Scotty Pippen, seven-time All-Star, six-time champ, obviously part of the uh, – "Quote unquote," Michael Jordan Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, average sixteen points, sixteen or sixteen points, six rebounds, five assists. Scottie Pippen, guys, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, he is on the list. And Scotty, he was also on the Dream Team as well. And when you talk about the Dream Team, every player on the Dream Team was a great player. It's similar to when the NBA did fifty greatest players of the century or whatever. Um, every Dream Team player is probably the best at that position at that time, bar none. And Scottie Pippen was on that team. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, I know y'all did it again with the, the remix of the Dream Team when we had all those other guys. But even then, man, Scottie Pippen was the greatest small forward on that team. No bar doubt. None. And, and even with him being a part of the Jordan Bulls, it's cool. It's cool to, to to couple them together and whatnot. But even when Jordan was away, Scotty still held it down for them. And Jordan didn't really win a championship until Scotty got his mind right. And so Scotty was able to overcome the humps and the missile barriers he had. Very true. Very true. So once Scotty got right, that's when Jordan started winning. You got to tip his hat to that man. That's why he's a six time champion because of him getting his mind right and elevating to the level he needed to be. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer and no right. And my number one guy. The guy that they synonymous with the word legend, the man himself, Larry Legend, Larry Bird. I think he's the top small forward of all time. Most definitely. And I, I think that I agree with this so much because when you think about like a true small forward, mm-hmm. I think about Larry Bird. I mean, three-time champ, 12-time mm-hmm. all-star, three-time MVP. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, one of the cooler stats, one team, whole career. And the other cooler stat about that is he was a back-to-back Back to back MVP man, like three times in a row. Are you kidding me? Larry Bird set the league on fire mm-hmm. with not only his style of play, but off the court, he was just a workhorse man. Yep. Constantly, consistently about his craft, man. Twelve time All Star. Are you kidding me? On top of that, his career stats were incredible as well. Twenty four points, ten rebounds, six assists, two steals, and one block a game. Larry was giving you more than enough. The Birdman out there, man. the original Birdman. Now you. Could easily say, well, Larry had an all star, he had legends. He played with, I mean, he was one of the first people to play with five yep. or four different all stars on the team at one time. I mean, yeah, they were all fucking good, but he was the best player on the court. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> even with all that being said, now, even now, I look at Kevin Durant and the way he's set up at Golden State. Um, he has all perennial all stars and possibly Hall of Famers. On his team right now, he plays with, but he's the best player on the court. Yep, that's a position that Larry Legend's been in his entire time, and his duels with Magic Johnson are pretty epic, man. Oh yeah, how are you going to be a small forward dueling with a point guard? You know what I'm saying? But that just shows that Larry was giving you work no matter where you were on the court. It's true, but I mean, <laughs> but that, that's the old days, man. That's the stuff that I want back. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that mentality of like best on best. You think rivalries are done? I think they just pit people together for ratings, but I don't think yeah, there's any I don't, I don't think – I even think in all sports, really. I, I think that's all fabricated. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a couple of guys who get kind of chippy. I think they're buds, but I don't think anyone I, – I, there could be a couple of uh, 
you know, I think like a couple of years ago, like Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson, I don't think they liked each other very right, much. Right, no, no, no. But I do think that... Josh Norman, ODB. <laughs> you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I think that a lot of it is just fabricated. I think that, you know, like, oh, you know, so-and-so doesn't like him or like, oh, they, they're really going at it. I think that, you know, game in and game out, they could get chippy. Maybe teams that know each other very well get chippy. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know... Are there players who are just like, oh, I fucking hate that guy? No. No, no. I believe there's also an issue that we've come across in this is that if you play for an organization, they have to get there. They have to stay relevant. So, therefore, they they, they do dumb stuff like trade for certain players like Lance Stevenson to have him dancing after he shoots and stuff like that. And you got people like Patrick Beverly who's just a dog for just inciting riots on certain teams, you know. There's there's moves that don't need to be made in the NBA to uh, boost ratings or to pit people against each other that ultimately lead us to talking about who's the greatest of all time when it's really about enjoying the art and the craft and people in their era. Uh, LeBron is the greatest of his era, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. But let's wait and see what happens when you hang up that that jersey, LeBron, before we start talking about you being the greatest of all time. Especially, you know, when you look around and you see who's coming up behind him. Mm-hmm. You have guys like Zion Williamson about to come out. Is he a small forward? Yeah, small okay. forward, power forward. Like I mean, he can. He's you know. Well, LeBron's everything. PowerPoint, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, that, that's the thing. Is like <sighs> LeBron could play four or five and be very productive, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so hard to even like bring LeBron on anything. It's just that he happened to bring some stuff up mm-hmm. and we could fit it in. But and that's that's one of those things where we have to just come through and give you our unbiased truth on how we feel. And and if you have any questions or concerns or comments about our list of the greatest small forwards of all time, could. Could, you hit could, us up. could they email us? They could email us. They could definitely Oh my email God. Us. I think it's unbiasedtruth3 at gmail.com. And we will be beginning more social media presence. Oh, we have sure. Instagram and Facebook. The, the Unbiased Truth at both of those. The Unbiased Truth on Facebook, Instagram. And we're going to be starting YouTube pretty soon, y'all. Yeah, I've been told that out. y'all want to see and like. See our, not necessarily our, our methods, but y'all want to see our faces. Y'all want to see what we're talking about and kind of experience some live shows with this. I don't know if they, I don't know if they need my face. Nah, but I'm definitely going to wear a mask. Oh no. <laughs> I have shows. a face for radio, <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing podcasts right now, but we told you all last year, we have a lot of major things in the works and we do. We do. It's going to be some things and places you're going to hear us. And there's going to be some things we're talking about. You didn't know we had any clue. About. Also true. But stay tuned to the unbiased truth. I am Cameron A. Sharp. And I'm Mount Tito. Hit us up and we'll talk to you soon. See you guys later.